Yes, sir. You already know the fucking vibes. It's the Bronx Vibes Podcast, episode 56. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 56 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I am your host. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James. And we are back like Jordan wearing the faux five. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging with me on the social media platforms. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all the love and all the support I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there. And thank you to all the people who are out here continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always, 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 always have to start the shows with the thank yous because the thank yous are very, very, very important. And we're going to have a great show today. I'm excited for you guys to hear this show. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. But we have a very, very very special announcement to make and i want to make it at the very beginning of the show so let's we got we got some special news to break for y'all the bronx bias podcast has official podcast merchandise available for purchase you can visit the site at bronxbiaspod.com myshopify.com i'm gonna spell it out for you b-r-o-n-x b-i-a-s-p-o-d dot m-y-s-h-o-p-i-f-y dot com bronx bias pod dot myshopify.com there is official podcast merch available for purchase we got hoodies we got t-shirts we got tote bags we got covid masks we got stickers come 
check it out come fuck with me i appreciate all the support you guys already give me and this is another way that you guys can support me uh, you fuck with the pod you like what i'm doing on here you like listening cop a t-shirt cop a tote bag you know what i'm saying help help a young brother get some money in his pocket you know what i'm saying the real way like like back in the day you used to ride the train i'm not selling this for no basketball team i'm selling this shit for me keep some money in my pocket stay out of trouble so come fuck with me support the merch i'm so happy that i i'm able to get to this point where i can start selling things like merchandise with the logo on it and shit like that so um i'm very excited about it and uh you know come fuck with me man come come check out the site man see if there's anything on there that you like you know buy a few things too that that wouldn't hurt either so again it's bronx bias and the link of course will be in the episode description and i made sure to include the link in all my previous episode descriptions so if you guys are like a few episodes behind you guys can still see the link there and click it and see what's going on on there but yes the bronx bias podcast has official merchandise come fuck with me Come check it out. See if you, anything on it that you like. And uh, support, man. I really appreciate it. So, again, bronxbiaspod.myshopify.com is where you can get your merch. And with all that said, I am in an amazing mood. I am in a tremendous mood. I am ready to go. So, let's get it. I am in a very, very, very good mood. Today's intro was an amazing, amazing song. I felt like it was so appropriate for the show that we're going to have today. It is called I'm a Boss by MMG, the Maybach Music Group, which is Rick Ross, Meek Mill, Wale, Staley, and Gunplay off of their first group album called Self Made Volume 1. And it just felt like... uh, I felt like it was just so appropriate for today's episode. Like, I'm a boss. Like, what I got for you guys today, we got some real bosses in the building. You know, myself as an entrepreneur, black business person, and I got some other bosses who are going to come on. You're going to hear them speak later on in the show. And this was like the perfect song, the perfect song for today's show. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know. Yeah, you know, the gym is like something that I have in my rep- repertoire. It's in my rotation. I always make sure I include the gym within my weekly schedule, right? Something about Meek Mill, I don't know if it's his voice or the beats he chooses or whatever, but Meek makes the best gym music. Like, I could have a playlist. I could be in the gym for an hour and ha- hour and a half, two hours. If it's all Meek, it'll be probably the best workout I've had. Like, I don't know about maybe he specifically makes music that way or where maybe from where he's from or his background, but he makes the best music to listen to in the gym. Shout out to Meek Mill, man. Shout out to Meek and shout out to Maybach Music Group. Kind of like, you know, it was it was kind of before his time. I feel like if Maybach Music Group low key like came out in 2021, even though they made incredible songs and had did crazy numbers, I feel like. If Maybach Music Group would have came out now, it would have been crazy, crazy for Meek, for Rick Ross, for Wale, for everybody involved. And it was just a little ahead of his time, but they made some great fucking songs, bro. So shout out to MMG, shout out to Meek, shout out to Rick Ross. And it was definitely appropriate for today's show because I'm a boss and I got some bosses on who you guys are going to hear from shortly. Correct! Now it's time for my favorite, 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 favorite Favorite, 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 favorite segment of the podcast. It is called Bronx Facts. 
For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is a segment I like to do at the beginning of each show, just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York, that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to try and show how many great things, how many great ideas, and how many great people come from the Bronx, New York. So, Without any further ado, your Bronx fact for today is the Bartow Pell Mansion Museum is the last remaining 19th century estate in the Bronx's Pelham Bay Park. The mansion is a cultural and educational institution that serves the broader New York City community. The Bartow Pell Conservancy works to preserve and maintain the historic Greek Revival Mansion and Carriage House as well as the museum's collection, its gardens, and surrounding landscape, and to interpret the site's history with innovative and dynamic educational and public programming for schools, adults, and families. For more information and to see how you can visit, you can go to their website at bartopellmansionmuseum.org. And that is your Bronx Fact for episode number 56. son where'd you find this all right so we getting right to the shits today we have two very 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 special guests very 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 special guests we have a bronx-based artist and his manager the manual and his manager scheme on the pod bronx-based artist getting to it i'm so happy when i get to speak for to people who do great things from the borough it makes me so happy to see that the borough is active and we got great people in the space. How hey, are you here. guys both? And welcome to the show. What's good? What's good? What's good? How you doing? How you doing? Happy Friday. Friday vibes. Turn up. Yes, I sir. Got my yes, water. sir. <laughs> your water. Stay healthy. What's going on? How y'all doing? Thank you for having us. Like yes, you said, sir. Friday vibes is good Friday. We the chill and talk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So can you tell the people, you guys both, where are the places that you guys are out here in the atmosphere? Where are you guys on social media? Where are you guys' website? Tell the people every place that they can find you. Well, I started off, uh, you can definitely find us on teamwavy.com, T-E-A-M-W-A-V-E-E-E-Y.com. Team Wavy. If you don't got the three E's, it is not wavy. Um, yeah, that's, that's a fact. It, that we you could, you could Google us. Anywhere, Team Wavy Gaming, Team Wavy Records, uh, Friday Night Highlights is my podcast, Wave Sports is my other podcast, um, President and CEO of the record label, founder of the of the gaming league, Team Wavy Gaming, um, my artist right here, The Manual, um, mm-hmm. my other um, artist that I'm working with right now, uh, Schmoove, he's pushing his own camp, Club Rolling, with, um, with his uh, cousin Fetty. So um we're a conglomerate, you feel me? Team Wavy comes in many shapes and forms, you feel me? Um, yeah, like I said, and then my other artist, shout out Cloud 9J. My son is back in tune, my son is back working. We um we just hit the studio eight hours, body bag. Yeah, bro. It was a long day. It was a long day, bro. It was a long day. Um, but yeah, you can check us out, teamwavy.com. All the links, everything is up there. The 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 music is up there, the visuals. We got four music videos out right now. Um, hundred thieves with five point five k. Uh, stupid game, stupid prizes, one point five k. She knows at five fifty, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and everything else in the light hundreds. Um, we got 
two or three videos dropping this year. Tune in, Collateral Damage. We filming that in like two weeks. Um, it should be dropping. Uh, I don't want to say a date. I don't want to say a date. Tune in. Um, and then we also have the the Ferris wheel video filming right after we film Collateral Damage. So back to back, like Drake, we dropping this shit back to back. And then um, we will be releasing that one later on, uh, Ferris wheel later on this year. I'm not gonna say a date. Um, and along with that, yeah, everything else, TeamWavy.com, everything, everything, pictures, uh, videos, music. The podcast, everything, teamwavy.com. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So we're going to get right to it. Like, because I want to hear from y'all. Like, art, music is like everywhere. Hip hop music is the number one genre in the world. Don't let no white person tell you different. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. checking for country. Ain't nobody checking for all this other shit. Hip hop drives the, it moves the needle the most. Mm-hmm. So for, for, I'm going to do manual first and then you scheme. What inspired you to start your career as an artist? And then for you, Scheme, what inspired you to start the independent record label? Uh, so for me, uh, what's inspired me to become an artist is just the love, love for music overall. Uh, I played saxophone in middle school. I picked up guitar in high school. Uh, I was pretty decent at poetry. So my English teacher told me, like, that's something I should get into. But I really wasn't uh, rocking with the haikus and shit too much so i was like i'm a transition uh, <laughs> i'm a transition into uh into the rap it's pretty much the same shit so uh yeah just the love of music overall i'm a big fan of all music all around hip-hop rock jazz uh lo-fi edm anything besides country i'm rocking with so it's like just um just love the music. I grew up in church, so that's where the love of music came from. And yeah, I just love music, bro. And that's what got me into it. That's dope. And then what inspired you to start your career scheme as a music, you know, a, la- a label executive? Fuck out of it. A label executive. Facts. Paperwork. Um, what inspired me? Um, just being a fan. First of all, I'm a fan of the culture. I'm a fan of this hip hop shit. You feel me? I come from the birthplace. I come from, I'm, I'm, I'm in the heart of it. You feel me? 138th Street. You feel me? The birthplace. Yes, sir. All this shit. You feel yes, me? So sir. I come from that crest. Um, it was, it was more or less, uh, knowing, knowing that I could do it. I, uh, I can't, I can't, I, I could say probably like maybe three or four years ago. I don't want to say specific names. I kind of like put a fire under my ass, but I could, I could definitely say when I seen a boogie, um, put the Bronx back on mm-hmm. um, and around that time is where um, I was moving back from PA to, to the Bronx mm-hmm. um, and at that, at, that, at that same in that same in that same in that, in that same time um, Boogie was blowing up um, he had Jungle out um, you know, of course, yeah, everybody knows early A Boogie you feel me yep. so you already know the atmosphere and where it was at you feel me and I saw that and I'm like damn like it can be done. You feel me? High bridge the label. You feel me? Um, it can be done. And then to even add more emphasis into it, when I seen it, when I seen it happen to Cardi B, I went to yeah. I went to high school with Cardi B. You feel me? Well, I went to Lemish. I went to Lemish. She went to Renaissance, mm-hmm. but it's still it was still in the same building. Yeah, you feel me? So we we would we we knew who Cardi B was before she even blew up. You feel me? So um, yeah, it was just those factors that came that came into play. Um, I just, you know, took it. Uh, I'm trying to think. It, it's a whole slew, slew of cats, you know. Um, yeah, I, I can't. 
don't know. I, I really, I'm a student of the game. So um, anybody that had an impact, I took a little bit and mm -hmm. I just ran with it. You feel me? I did it my own way and I ran with it. Straight Fun up. Fact, uh, High Bridge of the Label, CEO, QP. Uh, I went to high school with him. Fun fact. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Newest was slash South Bronx High School. It's a small Bronx, facts. Exactly. Bronx. And I'm like, yo, if a nigga, a nigga from my high school, and granted, he's not an artist, but same shit. If a nigga from my high school could get up there and, and really be making and get into the bag, like, nigga, why, why the fuck can't we? Like, you feel me? Exactly. And there's like what I'm what I'm what I'm noticing now, what I'm doing the pod is there's so many people out here in the borough who got things going on. If you do braid mm -hmm. in hair. If you making t-shirts, if you doing music, mm -hmm. if you uh, a caterer, if you you know what I'm saying like there's so many people out here doing it. And when people think of the Bronx, right? When people just think of the word the the Bronx, they think of like poverty and mm -hmm. uneducation. Is like yo, that's like why more I, that. that's why I love having people on from the Bronx just to like mm -hmm. show like there's so many different people out here, so many brilliant people, so many intelligent people get into it in the way that they want to. And that's, that's like, fact. I want to shed all the light on the Bronx as I can. Like, mm -hmm. as, if it's possible for me to have every, if every episode I do from now on features a Bronx person, that's a win for me. Like, yeah, facts, facts. <laughs> that's a win mm -hmm. for me. That's a fact. That's how I feel, too. That's how I feel, too. Because, you know, I, I come from these Bronx streets, you feel mm -hmm. me? And not, not in that sense of me being a, a, a street, you know, a street cat or a street person, but, you know, um, being from, New York and just being from the borough, you gotta have, you gotta have that that um, you gotta kind of have that mindset sometimes. You feel me? It's like a switch. You feel me? Only, only you only turn it on when it needs to be turned on. Yep. You feel me? Like well, like when you're in grandma's house, you feel me? Cut off all the lights. You feel <laughs> me? You only turn it on when you need to turn it on. You know? But in the same breath, um, that's how niggas survive so long. You feel me? We 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 know how to maneuver. You mm -hmm. feel me? It, it's just it, it's just that animal instinct. Straight up, straight up. So for, I'm going to go again, manual first and then you scheme. So what are the messages or the over, what is the, what do you want to convey? Or what is the overall message that you want to put out with your music manual? And then what is the overall message that you want to put out with the label for scheme? So we're going to go manual first. Uh, my overall message is just to have fun with what you're doing mm -hmm. and just, you know, just strive for greatness, strive for success. Don't let anyone uh, tell you you can't. Don't let yourself tell you you can't. Because you can. As long as you have that mindset that you can, you can do anything you want. Like, uh, I don't have no overall messages when it comes to the music. I have a goal. Like, I, I, I want more people to kind of wake up to what's going on in the world because a lot of things that seem uh, fake are real and a lot of things that seem real are fake. So that might be uh, one of my overall goals. But in terms of music, I'm just I'm just having fun, bro. Like I do drill music. I ain't no gangbanger, but I do <laughs> drill music because that shit is fucking. Nice. It, it's dope. I'm a I'm a hip hop head. I love hip hop, so I gotta appreciate uh, a subgenre of hip hop. Uh, I do melodies. I do conscious music. I do all of that. So it's just to kind of have fun with what you're doing, and just like you know, fucking. If you have a message, which my message. If there is a message, is I want more of the overall population to kind of be more aware of what's going on in the world. But if you just have a message, just put it out there and just do what you got to do. Make niggas understand if they don't. 
All right. And then for you, Ski, what's, what is the biggest message that you want to put out with the label? Um, with I can't say the label per se, but I can say the Team Wavy name. Mm-hmm. Because um, if you look at uh, whether it's my the Team Wavy Gaming, the Team Wavy Records, the first thing you hear is Team Wavy. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I want I want that to be the 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 statement or the the um the 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 mission. I want people to understand that the Team Wavy part that this is a takeover. You feel me? The music side, the the um the gaming side is just a it's just a bridge to get us into the cinematics. You right. feel me? So we can tell our story a different way. So we don't have to keep doing. So we don't have to keep repeating um the same cycle over and over of people just want of thinking of you know i have to pick up this mic to tell my story now nah, you can pick up the camera you right. feel me you could take bits and pieces of your life and turn that into a small a small mini series mm-hmm. you could play yourself you feel me who knows who knows those emotions better than you you feel me um the team wavy stance overall is you know we're gonna be gonna get into a lot of things product you feel me we're gonna get into everything you feel me um yeah, you feel me? Uh, the music is just a overall um bridge to get you know get open up doors and get us into where we want to be because uh music and hip hop overall you know it, it, it makes the world go round. It, it makes does. the world, world go round. You feel me? And like um and not to say it's an easy money grab really, but it's more it, it's definitely because this is this is our culture. You feel me? We come from this. You feel me? So who know who knows the culture better than us? You feel me? Who who can who can move the culture better than us? You feel me? We can move it way better than any other established established label. You feel me? Because you know there there are labels out there that have the 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 right resources to um give give an artist you know upfront money. You feel yeah. me? We we not like that. You feel me? We we work from the, from the ground up. You feel me? We work on the promo, the marketing. You feel me? We build your fan base from from, from the ground up. You feel me? Um. So yeah, that's what mm-hmm. Team Wavy is. Team Wavy is a family. Team Wavy is a conglomerate. Don't fuck with Team Wavy. But in the same breath, Team Wavy comes with open arms. We don't come with handouts. We come with open arms. All right, I like that. I like that, bro. And that and that it's not limited to just music. We're gonna do music. We're gonna do video. We're gonna do art. We're gonna do merch. We're gonna do everything. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do video games. We're gonna everywhere that y'all can find us. You're gonna be able to find us. I love that. I love mm-hmm. that mindset. The the CEO mindset, like Pepsi don't just make soda. Pepsi do Gatorade. Pepsi do water. Pepsi own yeah. candy. Like Pepsi, Pepsi got merch, bro. Like, like they got, got they, really got, you could go to Pepsi.com and right. own t-shirts and hoodies. Right. Like, like, so it, it, they not just focused on soda. So it's great that mm-hmm. you not just focused on one thing. You focused mm-hmm. on everything. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I'm going to go scheme first and then you manual um, for this one. What were some of the biggest things to overcome when you started this this movement of Team Wavy? And then as an artist, man, you, what is the biggest thing to overcome when you're putting out your art or starting getting your first round, getting your first round in the music game? Uh, so one thing you definitely have to overcome is self-doubt and doubting yourself or, you know, listening to other people's opinions or, you know, because if, Cause if if it was so easy for somebody to you know give it an opinion, why is why are you not walking in my shoes? You feel me? Cause if it's so easy to, to you know to to um to 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 think that it that that this is easy, you feel me? Why not? Why why you know why not? You not why don't you venture into something? Right. You feel me? 
um self-doubt like i said self-doubt um don't listen to to the critics don't listen to people's opinions um because at the end of the day you're the one crossing the t's and dotting the i's and pressing those buttons you feel me um don't you know read the comments don't pay attention just you know focus on yourself focus on focus on the positive and a lot of that shit is easier said than done because at the end of the day we all human and we go through mute we go through mood swings you feel me we have our good days we have our bad days sometimes some days we get a little bit of both you feel me and it's all good it's all beautiful but um learn how to find your center and go after it you feel me it's okay it's okay to stumble from time to time but as long as you know where your focus is at and you know where the end game is at you good you feel me as long as you have the vision you you you, you're gonna get there all right bet and then for you manuel what is the biggest thing that you had to overcome you when you first got into the game when you first got into doing making your music uh definitely like uh scheme said self-doubt and then uh just negativity and overthinking mm-hmm. i feel like overthinking uh, plays a big part when it comes to uh just putting yourself out there to people like it's something somebody would think oh you know maybe niggas gonna fuck with this or you know maybe i'm not really good enough compared to the next person like none of that shit matters like you 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 never will know how great you could be unless you just do it it's like so it, it that's just uh kind of the hard things it's just self-doubt and, and just a lot of overthinking which kind of goes hand in hand in a sense and then just right. listening to just people you know tell you that you can't do it you can't do it you can't do it how the fuck they know right. they ain't do it like, you feel me so how the fuck they know like it, so it just it just takes you you know putting the effort in and making the steps to be great mm-hmm. i feel that i feel that and i got my next question i'm gonna go manual first in this scheme um, what advice would you give to a young person who came to you and was like, yo, I got a dream. I got a, I got a vision for something. Either it's a music or it's a pod or it's making clothes or it's starting their own business. What's the biggest thing, a piece of advice that you could give to a young person who sought it from you? Like, what can you tell them and leave them with that's just a jewel that is like, damn, like this is really going to help me when I want to start my own thing. So what I would say to a young person is just, you know, just, just do it, bro. Like. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what your background is, where you come from, what's your education, like, just do it. Fucking, I don't fuck with Bill Gates. Bill Gates dropped out of college. He's a fucking mm-hmm. billionaire, you feel me? Like, you got motherfuckers like Elon Musk, who's a billionaire, and says education's not really even important. Like, motherfuckers with degrees can be stupid. <laughs> like, so, uh-huh. it, like, it just, and, and not saying, like, that that even plays a part in what a person's dream is because at the end of the day i went to college and dropped out i don't got no degree but that doesn't affect me going into a music career you feel me uh for example let's say ddg he's a fucking youtuber this nigga went to college for uh like in a sense what he's doing now like social media well not social media shit but just like being behind a camera and shit like Mm -hmm. that like he 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 went to school for that, dropped out. This nigga branching into the rap game now after coming off a YouTube career. So it's like, it, it, it just, just if you have a passion for something and you know where you want to be in life, just strive to do it. Just take it. it, it you ain't going to get there by, you know, taking one large step and fuck it, you at the top. It's going to take baby step after baby step after baby step. But eventually you're going to get to where you want to be as long as you keep that mindset that nobody can hold you back because you're just this unstoppable force. 
Mm-hmm. Real shit, real shit. And then you scheme. What is the what's the what's the best piece of advice you can give to a young person? Like, yo, I see you got this label rock, and I see you got this company going crazy. Like, what can you? What's something that you could just leave with me that I could take with me and just have this great piece of advice? One answer, two bullet points. Mm-hmm. The first answer is do your homework. Ah, mm-hmm. do your homework. Now, the first bullet point, get your books popping. Get your books popping. You feel me? Whether it's 48 Laws of Power, Mastery, Seduction, pick up some books. You feel me? There's people that that did it. The same thing that you want to do, 10 times better. Figure out how they did it. They're giving you a fucking manual. Nope, no pun intended. (laughs) They're giving you a manual on how to do it. You feel me? They give me five dollars, ten dollars, fifty easy. You feel me? And the second bullet point is watch documentaries. Mm-hmm. You feel me? If you want some, if you want some real feels, if you wanna, if you wanna, you, you know, you could, you could, you could read about it, and you could, you know, you, your, your brain could come up with the picture in your head. But you know, watching the documentary, to you know, the, those Netflix miniseries, those type things. You feel me? Of real people that did real things. You feel me? Whether it's the, the science department, the medical field, business, you know, um, anything. You feel me? People that done did it 10 times bigger than anybody expected, pick up from them. You feel me? Pick up from them. They might not be in the same field as you, but they 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 probably came from where you came from, but they're not where you are. Right, right. Okay. I, f- I feel that. I feel that. Um, the next question I got for you guys is what is what is your what is the what keeps you motivated in this space, right? Like, what is the thing that keeps you working as hard as you guys are? For me, it's like when I turn this mic on, I never felt more passionate than anything in the world. I didn't work corporate jobs, I didn't work retail jobs, I didn't work off the books. I never wanted to go to work. I never wanted to get up and go out and work for the other people. But somehow, when I cut this mic on, I'm like, yo this is it. Like, this is my mm-hmm. shit. Like, and mm-hmm. I want to do this shit every week. Sometimes I'm going to want to do it three times a week, you know, if I could. Nice. So mm-hmm. for y'all, and we'll start with scheme first and then manual. What is, what keeps you guys motivated to keep working as hard as you guys are? Uh, the biggest thing, time. That's the biggest thing with me, time. I don't like wasted time. Um, cause I already wasted enough time. You feel mm-hmm. me? I've only been doing this for three years. You feel me? I'm 28. I'm about to be 29. You feel me? Do the math. That's a lot of wasted time. Yeah. You feel me? So with that being said, um, time. Time for me is one thing that, um, granted, you know, the social media realm has been popping for, I would say, 12 years uh, religiously. You feel me? 12 years from, I would say, 2010 is when, like, the real hardcore you know, smartphones came out and all these apps came out. So 10, 2010, 2011, um, up until now, that decade, that decade, I let that decade slip by. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And I hold that shit heavy on myself. You feel me? But in the same breath, um, within that 10-year gap, I took these last three years and, and I caught up. I caught up. You feel me? So... Granted, I'm not where I should be. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm on the path. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And 
like I said, I'm a student of the game. I'm a fan. You feel me? I'm a fan before anything. So I know what works and I know what don't work, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and that just comes from the business perspective. You feel me? Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's, 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 that's where I stand on that. Okay. And then Manuel, what is, what keeps you motivated to keep writing songs, to keep thinking about new ideas or new melodies, new flows? What's your chief motivation in this space? Uh, definitely. Uh, I, I, I will say hundred percent other artists, mm -hmm. uh, because we just, you know, we feed off art. When it comes to art, we, we just feed off each other as a collective, like when it comes to art. Um, for example, like, uh, you look at Travis Scott, mm -hmm. that's a, that's a kid cutty offspring right there. Straight but, up. But, <laughs> but, Straight Travis up. Scott, uh -huh. but Travis Scott got his own, like his own it lane that he's in. Mm -hmm. Even though he, you can listen to his music and say, oh yeah, he's heavily inspired by Kid Cudi. But at the same time, you can also look at the next artist and be like, oh yeah, he's heavily inspired by Travis Scott. You're not mm -hmm. saying he's heavily inspired by Kid Cudi because Travis Scott fed off with Kid Cudi's music, his energy, and he made it into something his own. Uh, that, that's why I say it. Just other artists in general, that, that, uh, I don't know, just kind of catch keeping up with the times in mm -hmm. a sense. That is is one thing that definitely motivates me. Another thing is just like I said, the passion for music. I just I just love being in the studio. I hate working, like you said. You, I, I, I despise working. Uh, Facts. The military Facts. really got me to that, that. The military really got me to that point. I only did a four year contract from twenty one to twenty five. I was in the military in the Marine Corps. But after I got out, I worked another job. We work and shit like that. But then once the pandemic hit. It really kind of like fortified in me, like, yo, I hate this shit. When I'm working, I hate my life. I don't have time to do what I want to do Real or depression. just get into Real anything depression. that I want to get into. I'm fucking working, eating, going to sleep, and waking up to fucking work. That shit, that's not a life. That's that's mm -hmm. that's a, that's slave work in a sense. Yeah, I'm getting paid for it, whatever, but that's slave work. Like that that that's no. I I, I don't feel like we were born here to fucking pay bills and die. Like that's just not me. Like I, there's so much of this world to experience and to to take in that just working a nine to five, going home, eating, going to sleep, and taking the occasional vacation once a year that ain't it. Like that's not that's not it for me. So just just kind of just the passion to be able to put myself in a position to where hey, if I if I if I if I, I want to take this next week off and not work on any song and go to fucking who knows? Fucking Djibouti, Africa, nigga. I'm out. Like you feel me? Like I'm gone. Uh -huh. So it's like, uh -huh. so it's like it's just it's just the passion to to be somewhere else other than here. Granted, I love the Bronx. This is my home, but I don't want to see the Bronx my whole life. Right. I, I've I've seen enough of it. Like I, I, I want I want to be everywhere else. I want to see the rest of the world. I want right. to experience shit that I've never experienced. Uh -huh. Cultures, all that shit. B big facts. That's that's church right there. I'm, I'm, we're going to call you Reverend. We're going to call you Reverend for the rest of the show because I'm like, you know, I've been taught like, okay, boom, you, know, you go to college or whatever, you finish, you don't finish, whatever, but you get the corporate job. I was working corporate. I was working in an office every day, nine to five, pay holidays, right? Insurance, like from the company. And every day I would clock in and go to my desk and work on the computer. And I felt like my brain was melting. Like I hated it. Like, it's just like, but you would tell a random person would say, yo, bro, you got an office job. You got a corporate job. You know, you got benefits, but uh -huh. it's like, bro, like 
my That's life not enough. my life is not just sitting here doing this man's work this is not mm-hmm. helping me and it's yeah they're paying me money but they're taking my time away mm-hmm. and you don't have the only you can get all the money in the world but you can't buy time you cannot once you get your date to expire, that's your date. That's it. So I thought to myself when the pandemic started, I said, bro, why the fuck would I continue to give up all my time to these people when I don't know when it's time for me to go? Right. If, mm-hmm. if they call me home tomorrow, my whole life would have been working. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have no chance to live. If I wake up on a random Tuesday and I say, yo, I want to go down to one world trade and stay there all day. I have the choice. If I Bye. say, yo. I want to go start getting my merchandise popping. Boom. I got the time to do it. And it's like, bro, Mm -hmm. I do not. I mean, and again, if people out here have different situations, people, some people have kids, some people Mm -hmm. have, you know, family to take care of. I understand. And I salute everybody. I commend you. I commend you. I commend you because you're doing something I can't do. You got the one up on me. You feel me? You got the one up on me. Congratulations. You feel me? Like, I can't, I can't do that. You feel me? Like, but more, more power to you, my nigga. You feel me, like, I feel like, yo, like, and I, I want, like, the young people, man. They got, they got the, and the world is in their hand. Everybody got a phone. Yeah, the world man. is in your hand, bro. If you are, if you write, if you do music, if you make shirts, if you just a fly person, you want to be a model, you could do it. Like, and mm-hmm. you, the, we gotta break the mentality of, yo, we just gotta work, we just gotta mm-hmm. survive. You know what I'm saying? We, mm-hmm. we want to live too. Like we, mm-hmm. we from the Bronx and the Bronx is a hard place to grow up and everything, but we want to live. And there's so much talent that's here. Like, and so much talent goes uncultivated because people think, right. oh man, I get a job. I got to keep it. Cause you know what I'm yeah. saying? I keep Con Ed on and everything, but bro, mm-hmm. if you get that in your head, like, yo, I'm a talented person. Number one, I'm an intelligent person. Number two, and I'm going to work my ass off to get where I want to be. You can make it like it's you not impossible. It. So not at all. Like we got to. This is why I love having people on like this who doing their That's own thing, fact. because it's like the information that we are just privy to now that we in the space is like impactful for people. People mm-hmm. going to hear this and be like, yo, they right. I don't need to keep clocking in this place. I got I'm draw the best art in the hood. Why can't I sell this? Why can't I have mm-hmm. a website? And that's like that's the biggest thing. Like, that's why I love having y- people like y'all on the show. That's a fact. Thank you. I appreciate that. Straight up, straight up. So this is for manual and, and for you, Scheme. I'm going to go manual first and then you. What are your thoughts on the current state of music, right? So I like all kinds of music, but hip-hop and R&B is my number one and two. But right. hip-hop, I've seen like it's gone from hardcore bars and beats to melodies and different type of flows and auto-tunes and different types of pockets, right? So as an artist... What are your thoughts right now on the current state of music? So we're going to go manual first and then you scheme. Um, I feel like the current state of music is just fine. I'm a, I'm a person that looks at it like this. I know I understand like, you know, you got, you got the old heads and not even specifically the old heads, but just like people, let's say our age that just appreciates that golden age, mm-hmm. rapper, like rap music. You have to look at music like this. Music is always subject to change mm-hmm. and it's always subject to repeat itself. So, for example, let's say when music started, it was probably just, who knows, vocals or instrumentals. Mm-hmm. I feel like the way we're going, we're going to get back into that. Who knows? 20, day, 20 years down the line, vocalists probably won't even matter again. Mm-hmm. It'll be 
straight music. Because at the end of the day, when, when motherfuckers listen to music now, like, that's why I say, like, bars re- ain't really important. Because when majority of the population listens to music now, they don't even give a fuck what you're talking about. They want to listen to how you flow over the beat, yeah. and they want to listen to the beat. Yeah. Like, you feel me? So I feel like music is definitely in a perfect place. Now, at the same time, you can have the melodies and still have substance to your lyrics. I feel like I'm a, I'm, I'm a good example of that. Mm-hmm. I have the melodies. I have I, my songs. If you're one of those people that listen to my shit or listen to music in general, and be like, I don't give a fuck what this nigga saying. I just want to listen to the beat and melodies. You can do that. Mm-hmm. But then if you choose to tune into the lyrics, you can actually pick up on some substance. So it's like... It's either it's either or it's pick your poison. You want to you want to you want the bars. You want the music. Regardless, music is going to be subject to change, mm-hmm. and it's whether you want to change with it mm-hmm. and transition with it, or you just want to hold on to the past. Regardless, the past is going to leave you behind. So, I there's no point in complaining about music. Music is going to be music. Music is going to ha- there's going to be different ways for different people, different strokes for different folks. Like so, it's just music's perfectly fine to me. I could say, yeah, I wish there was more substance behind the lyrics, but at the end of the day, that's not what sells. And you have you can't fault these artists for moving into pockets that sell. Conscious rapper and selling. Joey Badass one one of the top talented artists from New York since 2012, 2011. This mm-hmm. nigga's nasty. But is he mainstream? No. Niggas don't care about that shit. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that niggas don't care about that shit, because I do. But the you you have to understand your market. You have to understand who you're marketing to and how to make money in this rap game. Niggas don't give a fuck about that conscious shit. So you have to find a way. All right, let me appease the general audience, but still put in this conscious shit that I want niggas to hear. For example, J. Cole didn't fuck with Workout. Workout is a hit song. It is. He ain't fuck with that shit. He didn't want to put that shit out. He said he didn't want right. to put that shit out. He was ashamed of that song, even though it was a hit song. Because that's not what he was about. But at the end of the day, like he said, you got to play the game in order to be able to maneuver in the game how you want to. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what are your thoughts as someone who is, you know, starting the label, starting the, the, the conglomerate? Like, what are your thoughts on the current state of music scheme? Um, I like it. I kind of I kind of view the, the current state of music like it's always been. We've always had... Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. So, like, I like it, and respectfully, I I feel like um where the where the, where where it's at now, it's it's much easier. And when I say easier, I mean it's much easier to um to 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 listen to you who you want to listen to. You feel me? So if you don't like this particular artist, you don't have to listen to them. Right. You feel me? There's thousands upon thousands of other artists like the manual. You can listen to like smooth. You can listen to you feel me. People that have stories to tell. People that that's melodic. You feel me. People that got um whether you know, they have messages or whatever the case may be. Um you know like 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 man, you said different strokes with different folks. You know, if you don't like it, there's something else out there for you. Right. Right. All right. So the next question I got for you guys, and we'll do uh, scheme first, and then manual. Um, how can we leave a path for the future generation of creators? So when I when I do the show, the biggest thing I like to say is, yo, I'm a guy from the Bronx. Like I grew up the way most of you guys grew up. But there is a way. There is a way to do what you love doing. And happy you always should put your happiness above money, right? Mm-hmm. If however much money I made, I could have made if I was working a job compared to how happy I mm-hmm. am doing the pod, I feel like my happiness is more important, right? 
So I'm like, yo, if you guys want to do the pod, if you guys want to pod, if you guys want to make music, if you guys want to just do whatever is in your head to do, you can and you should feel empowered to do that. And that's like, I always push that out on the show. So how can we, as people who are creators and moving in this space, leave a path for the people who are coming up behind us? Um, teach. Um, not necessarily teach them right from wrong, because my right is not your right and my wrong is not your wrong. Mm -hmm. But just teach them the ins and outs, you know, um, teach them little tips and tricks, you know, just teach them. And whether they take that knowledge and run with it, as long as you did your job, because as um, as creators and um, as uh, as the as the people that we are and who we're going to be in the near future, we're 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 basically servants of the people. You mm -hmm. feel me? We 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 we're supposed to give back without a second thought, a second a second a second guess, anything. You feel me? Um, so we don't necessarily look for anything in return. We just hope you use what we're saying. Um and, and take the heat. You feel me? Because most of the time, as content creators, we don't really like talking. You feel me? We don't uh, unless we have to. Unless we have to. You know, unless we have to, we don't really like talking. We just like working. We like moving. We, we like doing what we do. You feel me? So when we do have the opportunity to um to 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 reach out to somebody or somebody reach out to us, that time you use that time wisely. You feel me? Listen to the person. Teach. Teach and learn. All right, and Emmanuel, what would you say is a way that we can leave a path for the people who are coming up behind us? <clears throat> Definitely, like you said, teaching, taking people under your wing. Uh, a lot of people, especially people who made it out of the brass, I realize don't like to extend those open arms. You feel mm -hmm. me? Uh, or not even extend the open arms, but just drop niggas the knowledge on how they did it. At the end of the day, I'm not gatekeeping shit. I want the next nigga to make it out of the hood like I do. So it's just like, hey, if I become a big artist, I'm going to let all hey, we can hop on a fucking Patreon, Zoom class, whatever the fuck, nigga. I'm going to let y'all niggas know. I'm going to drop y'all knowledge. I hop on IG Live. It's like, in a sense, like how Tory Lanez used to uh, go live and show his just music recording process. That's teaching. That's te that's That's something. You, that's a little artist looking at a big artist and they're being able to learn something from him. Mm -hmm. Learn if they, they saw his whole recording process. He'll he'll sit there and do melodies, not even say words, just and then from there he'll be like, all right, these melodies is fire. Now let me add some words to it. That's that's teaching. That's that's him holding a class on Instagram live. And that didn't that didn't hurt his time. He spent his time in the studio. That didn't hurt his pockets, like nothing. So mm -hmm. it's like it's just be it's it's it's, it's just kind of teaching and not necessarily taking people under your wing, but just being that um, that pillar for people to learn. Uh huh. Because I don't know, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of successful people just like to gatekeep. It's like, what are you gatekeeping for, bro? You're you you made it. You feel me? Like you you out. Give the nigga the next nigga the tools to succeed. Facts. Give the game away. Got to give. You can't nah, take exactly. it with you. You can't yeah. exactly once you die. That, that's it. Nigga. That's it. So you might as well. Hey, like in a sense, that's your legacy being carried on because you die, but you taught the next nigga coming up. Be like, yeah, I learned from this nigga. Yeah, that's why I'm in the place where I am now because of this nigga. It's like it's your legacy in a sense, like, and it's not on, on some like, oh, you know, to 
that's some clouded shit like it's your legacy but it's just like that's just simple shit you could do to, to help people be successful like people are gonna help the next person be successful and i don't get that mm. uh-huh. i feel that i feel that i feel that I feel that. And the last one of the quote unquote serious questions I got for you guys is who are some of your role models in this space? Like who are some of the people you look at and say, damn, like this person set the trend. Like this person is like, I really like what they did and I want to pick up something. So for me in like the talking space, I love sports. I grew up watching sports. Stephen A. Smith is my man. I watch him every morning. That's my man. Like, he was Scott, rest in peace. He was my man because he made talking about sports. Like, we used to talk about it. When you go to school and you sit at the table, you're not like, well, the Giants scored three touchdowns. You like, yo, Eli Manning, that nigga. Like, or Odell uh-huh. is my guy. And uh-huh. I would talk like that on TV. And I would be like, yo, that is how we talk. That's how we talk. And I'll pick that up from him. Or if I look at, you know, Podden, right? Budden, right? Budden's the man. He's got the number one joint. Or if you look at Gillian Wallow, million dollars worth of game. Like, and I'm just watching these guys, black men, right? Drink champs, Nori and FEFN. It's like black Mm -hmm. men who are brilliant and who are able to speak and were able to appeal to mad people. Just like using their minds. They're not super athletic. They just brilliant brothers using their minds. And I pick up all of that from them. So... Scheme first as the conglomerate leader and then Manu as the artist. Who are some of your role models in this in, in yours in your field? Um since since I touch many fields, um, I, I'm gonna give two people. Mm-hmm. Two people that I could definitely say within the last 10 years, um, definitely molded me and kind of crafted me into like the person that um I know how to maneuver into this in, in, through these landscapes. So the first person is ASAP Yams, rest in peace, ASAP Yams, because he, because being a fan mm-hmm. and being a young fan, um, I, I, he taught, he taught me that you could take your bros and you could take them around the world. You feel me? So I learned that at a very young age. Granted, um, like I said, I did, I didn't start this venture till three years ago, mm-hmm. but. All, all, all that time was just learning. All that time was just learning, grabbing bits and pieces. Um, and the second person is uh Charlemagne the God, definitely mm-hmm. Charlemagne the God. Um, the podcasting landscape, the um, the business landscape. I fuck with it. Like you feel me? I I can't. I I got nothing really bad to say about you know whatever he does. You feel me? We, we're all men. We all go by our own moral codes and whatnot. So um, but yeah, as a, as a black man, I, I definitely. Charlemagne is definitely one of the one of the top people that I definitely look for, and I like I like his moves, I like his maneuvers, I like who, I like who he partners with, and I, I just I take the heave and I, I listen and I learn, I watch. You feel me? Okay, and Manuel, who are some of the people? Who are some of your role models in this space? It don't even have to be music. Who's just some people? You like, yo, that dude is or this chick is fire, and they doing some real shit out here. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily have role models, and just because. I don't, not to say like, uh, you know, I think of myself highly or something, which I do, don't get me wrong, but it's like, um, I don't necessarily look at the next man or woman as like a role model. I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. I want to take whatever knowledge they have and implement it into my own past and legacy, but I don't want to be like them or replicate them that's that's not the goal Mm -hmm. but 
when it comes to like appreciating the work that people's put in, when it comes to music, for example, and motherfuckers like J. Cole, who's uh, my favorite rapper, uh, Uzi, Roddy, uh, Young Thug, when it comes to the melodies and shit like that. Uh, Business wise, I'm a big fan of The Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan mm-hmm. Belfort. Yep. Not to say he was a, a good person, because while he was the Wolf of Wall Street, he was definitely dabbling in some illegal activities, but, or not illegal, but, you know, some unethical activities. But just the, the business perspective of how this man strove to, you know, this man strove to, you know, uh, get to where he was on Wall Street. You feel me? To get to, he was the top dog on Wall Street. You feel me? He was he was he was generating the money. He was bringing that money in, and how successful he's been over the years since then. Uh, that's just like some of the people I look at in terms of just you know striving to be great for one in my craft and just in my overall life in terms of business and stuff like that. And just you know having my money straight, my financials straight. Straight. I up. got I got one more. I got maybe one or two more people. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um. Mark Cuban from the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks. Yes, Shark Tank, Triple OG. And um, RZA from the Wu-Tang. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's too many, you feel me? Like, uh, it's a lot of bits and pieces taken, you feel me? From the Wu-Tangs to the ASAPs, you feel me? Like, I try and take a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, I fuck with that. RZA, like, yeah, I, you you watch if you I don't know if you have you see the Wu Tang story they got it on Hulu. It's like, yeah, just to have the idea to have your homies and they all ill and you're like, yo, let's just let's make something, let's do something mm-hmm. that's gonna change the world. And then years later, they got the street named after them in their hometown. It's like, bro, yeah, all started crazy. from the that's idea, crazy. all started from mm-hmm. the dream. It's, it's possible. It's like, possible. And you pick that's it up true. like I'm somebody who talks all the time, so it's like. I watched Stephen A. and I'm like, dang, how he try- he he give it up like mm-hmm. and he he real. He don't he don't necessarily care about hurting your feelings. If he's telling the truth, he's telling the truth. You mm-hmm. know, just like yo, like I picked that up. And when, mm-hmm. I, when I was a kid, I remember the Chappelle show. That's Fact. still it's one of the best shows ever made, and it's like Dave Chappelle is one of the most brilliant dudes because he's like, funny. this is my comedy, this is my lane, this is what mm-hmm. I do, this is who I am, this is where I'm from. That's a fact. And if you don't like it, it's not for you. It's mm-hmm. not for you. And I'm That's not I'm not doing nothing to make nobody happy but me. I'm only going to make the comedy that I want to make. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, when you a kid and you you like you just enjoying the comedy, you laughing, but it's like, yo, he's really teaching you how to be, like how to move yourself, how to mo- how to, how to, move. Mm-hmm. how to stay true to yourself, how to like just keep, you know, sticking to the passion and the goal. And you, you don't realize how much you pick up from it. Because you're watching mm-hmm. the Chappelle show. He's funny. He's Prince. He's playing basketball. But yeah, you're like, but, you're, yo, not but peeping, you're not peeping the subtle messages. Yeah, you like, yo, mm-hmm. this is... Uh, uh, only he can make this because that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Facts. Like, yo, you pick you pick that up at 13 and you keep it in the back of your mind. It may not be in the front, but it's in the back. Mm-hmm. And then when you, get, still when you get to... When you get a little older and you really like, yo... Mm-hmm. That's, like, man, damn, he was that's, like... That's he was what giving it. Like mm-hmm. he was, he was teaching it like in a way, mm-hmm. and you're like, yo, you respect these dudes even more, right? That's like a fact. that, I love that. Like I love nah, that ass, boy. that ass, very true, very true. 
you, you don't even realize how much you pick up. Like, you know, you really just, you know what I'm saying? If you were just a fan of RZA, you're like, yo, I like RZA. He make good music. Mm -hmm. But then when you get a little older and your brain get a little more mature, you're like, yo, but he started this. He had the mm -hmm. idea to say, we're all dope. Why don't we just come together? Right. Or if you mm -hmm. watch Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, the funniest dude on the planet to me. Mm -hmm. He's hilarious, but also he's brilliant. And you like, yo, I picked all that shit up from just, mm -hmm. you know, he's and, like, that's uh, the shit. And if you see the fucking um, Chappelle show, he, he took a lot of his mans with him too. Yep. A lot of them were from, from um, Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. The open mics. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great to see the team win. It's, that's the best mm -hmm. part. That's mm -hmm. the best part. All right. So, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. Instagram is R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood, N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood, N-G-H-B-R-H-D. And so what I do every show, if you guys don't know, is I answer questions from the listeners. The listeners send their questions. I have it open where you could just send me a message, a comment, a concern, feedback, whatever you got. And if it's cool, I'll answer it on the show. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask, ask you guys some of the questions I received from the listeners in the past just to see what you guys' opinion on it is. And uh, mm -hmm. we, it's, you, it's, fun. it's like keeping the listeners engaged. It's like if you send me a question, I want it to be like if you send me a question or if you send me feedback, I'm going to read it and I'm going to respond. You know what I'm saying? If you're saying, yo, your show is dope, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to read it and I'm going to respond to it. If you say your show facts, is trash, facts. I ain't going to read it on the show, but I'm going to respond to you and say, ah, hey, yeah, thank yeah. you for listening. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I, I just like keeping it keeping it like that. I like engaging with the people who listen. So the first question is from the listeners, and we're going to go scheme first and then manual. Who would you want to play you in a movie about your life? Who would I want to play me in a movie about my life? Um, you need to think. Okay, I can answer first, bro. I got my answer. Okay, go uh, ahead. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> nah, I fuck with Shia LaBeouf. I didn't want you. It's funny. You look like Shia LaBeouf. That's crazy. Bro, I, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need woke Shia LaBeouf. I need woke Shia LaBeouf. You don't want That's even Stevens. Well, you, need, you don't want you even Stevens. Shia LaBeouf. Nah, you, need nah, the, nah. Um, you need the Matrix as a documentary, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I need, I need him. Um, I don't know if you remember when, um. It was a couple summers ago. Shia LaBeouf was seen at a lake in a, in a small town rapping, rapping nah. to the whole town. Bro, hilarious, hilarious. But he was spitting bars, drunk out of his mind, long hair and everything. I'm like, nah, this dude is crazy. This dude is crazy. <laughs> All but right, Shia then, LaBeouf, definitely Shia LaBeouf. Okay, and then Badger, who you want to play you in a movie about your life? I say uh, Lakeith Sanfield. If uh -huh. know okay, who that is? He for the listeners, he's he's homie from uh, Get Out. He was the one that the camera flash dude nose started bleeding. He was mm -hmm. he's also in Atlanta. Yep. Uh, I say Lakeith Stanfield just because he has he he's a great actor for one. He can portray he can portray the high, stupid, he can portray the weird, he can he can portray anything. Just from looking at him, like I don't know if we got any anime heads on the pod, but uh Death Note, the Netflix movie, he mm -hmm. played Al in Death Note. Al is a very weird intelligent character and he pretty much acted out all of his weird quirks to the teeth mm. and i feel like he's a perfect person to play me just because as dope as i am i could be funny i could be you know the life of the party if need be that's not my that's not my personality but if need be i could be that guy 
But I'm just I'm weird, bro. So I feel like he would just be he would just he, like he would be able to play me perfectly because I just do weird shit, do random shit. Like I, I, I'm low key retarded. I ain't gonna hold you, but uh, like he could, he could definitely. And, and, and I don't want to get canceled, so no, no, I don't mean retarded and like right, people right, with right, mental right, disabilities. Right. I just mean like something, something a little wrong with him. But uh, yeah, you know, like I feel like he could play me perfectly in terms of overall personality. That's dope. I like that. Lakeith like that. is dope. I just watched the um the Judas and the Black Messiah movie, and it's like yo, like <laughs> he killed, bro. And then he was like. They it came out that he played the part so well he had to go to therapy after because he was yeah. fucked up from playing the movie. And I'm like, damn, like that's some that's some real shit. Like he that's went that hard shit. into becoming mm-hmm. this person that when the shit was over, he needed counseling on how to get back to being Lakeith. I was mm-hmm. like, that's dope. Like, dope. These how- actors really put their all into their roles. Straight mm-hmm. up, like it's like how do you even? He literally changed his mind to become somebody else. And he mm-hmm. did that so well that when the shit was over and they said cut, he was like, but I'm still this person though. That's like crazy. that's dope. Like that's crazy. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. But Keith, yeah, the Keith is dope. I fuck with that's Keith. Dope. All right. So the next question I got for you guys from the listeners is, and we'll do manual first in this scheme. What is a current trend that you just do not understand? I'll say cancel culture. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Cancel culture, I definitely don't understand. Me being a, uh, I'm a Christian, so, mm-hmm. me, and, and granted, when I say I'm a Christian, I ain't one of those holier-than-thou Christians, yeah. you know, I, I do, I, like, I'm drinking on this pod right now, you feel me? So, I definitely have my uh, sins that I commit, but <clears throat> when it comes to cancel culture and just being a Christian, there's no room for redemption. Mm-hmm. There's no room for change. When it comes to cancel culture, people kind of just be like you know what you have a difference in opinion maybe they really did some shit fucked up but regardless like who knows said a really uh, like a racial slur in a in a really uh malicious way but when it comes to it there's no room for redemption there's no room for change there's no room to just grow and be a better person when people cancel you they just want you gone they don't want to hear your opinion they don't want to hear what you got to talk about they don't even want to see you they just want you out of their sight, out of sight, out of mind type shit. Like they don't, they don't want, they don't want to see you. I, I can't agree with that because I feel like, for example, you look at Tupac, that nigga allegedly was a rapist. However, he became, he, he went on to become one of the greatest artists ever. One of the greatest poets ever. People love his music. If cancel culture existed back then, there would never be a Tupac. There would never be, majority of the people we'd look up to there would never be a robert downey jr let's say mm-hmm. you feel me there would no never be iron man, iron man. Right. there would never be an iron man if cancel culture existed back then because Roddy, robert downey jr wasn't a good person back then mm-hmm. granted i still don't know him now he might not still he might not still be not shit but for <laughs> from from his public image he came a long way you feel me yeah. so it's just like that that kind of mentality and trend because it is a trend it, it, it's popped up in the more recent years that kind of trend is really detrimental to society because it just it, it gives no room for growth. You don't know you don't know who you you could be canceling the nigga who fuck around and, and figures out the, the cure to cancer, even though I think that's already been figured out. But you know, you could you could you could fucking yeah, but you could fucking you could fucking end up canceling the nigga who figures out cancer, HIV, AIDS, all that you never fucking know. 
because society just doesn't want to hear from this person anymore. Okay. And then for you, Scheme, what is the current trend that's going on that you just don't understand? I'm going to say cancel culture also um, because going going back to um, what Manuel said about um, who 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 was who, who was your example? Tupac you and uh, Tupac, Tupac and Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Yeah, Tupac and um RDJ. Um, along with that, like Malcolm X, you feel me? If if he would have never, if the cancel culture was then, he would have been he would have died a pimp, a drug addict, a fucking an abuser. You mm-hmm. feel me? He, we would have never gotten a Malcolm X. Same thing with Martin Luther King. You feel me? He would have been labeled as a cheater, a, misog- a misogynistic man, this, that, and the third. You feel me? Would we would have never gotten who we gotten? You feel me? Um. So cancel culture. I can't. I, I. I don't understand it. I don't put energy behind it. Um. Yeah, because realistically, man, like if if God forbid, but if. 10 years from now, 15 years from now, if niggas bring up my old tweets, which I highly doubt because those platforms is non-existent, but it's the internet. You feel me? Who, who, who the fuck knows? You feel me? Somebody bring up a tweet or a MySpace status from 08, 09, please forgive me. You feel right. me? A nigga was 13, 13, 14 back then. You feel right. me? It was a different climate. You feel me? Niggas was rocking with aim and sidekicks. You feel me? Like, you know, like it was a different climate. You know, I can't really rock with the whole cancel culture. You feel me? Cancel yourself. Right. My thing is trolling. I don't get it. Like, I learned early on doing this pod, a hater is just a fan in disguise, right? So people like like to send negative things to get attention. That's what I don't understand. It's like, for example, if someone listens to the pod, right? They will tell me, "Yo, your pod is trash." You the worst nigga I ever heard do the pod, right? And they'll say something that I said, let's say if the show is an hour long, they'll get yeah. something that I said 45 minutes into the show. So you listen to the show for 45 minutes <laughs> or the whole hour of the show and you heard it all and then you said no, but this is trash. If it was really thing. if it was really trash, you wouldn't have listened to it for the whole hour at all. So I don't understand the trolling thing for attention. Like, why is it so important for you to get attention from other people, right? Social media is like, if you got a gram and you want to post a selfie, post it. Like, you can get attention. But like, I don't understand the trolling. Like, yo, I'm going to tell this guy he ain't shit, even though I really like him, mm-hmm. just so he could so get attention from him. I don't understand uh-huh. that. I understand trolling just because I'm a troll. I'll let the meme <laughs> I feel like, I feel like when it comes to trolling shit, that's more like, for one, my trolling just uh, initially started from video games, from mm-hmm. fucking online gaming into gaming in general. And it's just like, I don't know, man. It's an art form to trolling, you feel me? It's just something about pissing a motherfucker off that just satisfies my soul. <laughs> because it's just like, Yo, you can never piss me off in this way because I can't even take you serious. But the fact that you're even giving me that fucking attention, let's fucking go, nigga. I'm with it. And so uh, it's like, I kind of, I, 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 I could so, but, I but, 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 hold on, hold on. But not to, but, but, not to say like I troll and like on some six on shit because nigga, he just, we already know that nigga doing it for the cloudy. But <clears throat> I tro- like when it comes to me trolling, I troll in a more like, like an intellectual level. Like I troll like in a way like, to make you feel stupid, you feel me? You gotta be smart. Like, you gotta be smart. I, I, I literally 
like I, I, I troll it, it like my trolling like is like on some chest level shit. You feel me? Like I, I, I break you down as an opponent. Like I, 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 like, I, I want you to see the error in your ways and realize you argued with the wrong motherfucker. So it's like <laughs> it's like that that that's how I troll. There's different levels to trolling. Some very extreme, some minuscule. But that's just how I troll. But I definitely understand it because, bro, it's fun. Like, there ain't no way in hell a nigga should be able to troll you on the internet and you get in your feelings. You don't even know what this nigga look like. You feel me? But the fact that you in your feelings, I'm gonna continue because you you you, you just let me get to you. Um, in certain instances, um, the trolling, I I look at trolling like uh being witty. Um, mm-hmm. in the sense, like, like if me and you was having a back and forth of wits, you know, of, of, of talking and it's more or less like being on your feet, being on your toes. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, let's say out of, out of the verbal conversation of wittiness, if we were on the internet going back and forth, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw wild gifts your way. I'm going to throw wild eighties, nineties gifts just to fuck with you. You feel me? Because. The way I play, like you said, you gotta be smart. You gotta be smart. You feel me? It's like it's like it's like chess. You feel me? Like if you wanna play this game, I'ma break you down. You feel me? So I'ma start using gifts. I'ma uh, I'ma start making you think outside the box. You feel me? Um, but yeah, I usually don't troll because I don't have time for it. Um, but when I do, when I do have five minutes, or when I do have a good half an hour, I do like to talk my shit. Okay, so y'all, so y'all are like, <laughs> y'all are like, you remember the movie Saw? Y'all like Jigsaw with trolling. Y'all, y'all just playing games with folk out here, huh? Yeah, yeah. But it's not even like that because I don't do it to like, like if you come at me, I'm gonna try to fuck out you. Like, period. Uh-huh. Like, I leave niggas the fuck alone. But the moment you get into a internet spat or verbal spat in real life with me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna piss you off, bro, because you wasted my time now. So uh-huh. it's like, it, it's not even on some. I need a troll. Every human being on this fucking earth. Nah, I didn't do that much. shit. But the ones I argue with, oh yeah, you definitely gonna get this work. You gonna get it. You gonna get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a whole album full of gifts for you. You gonna get it. <laughs> okay, get okay. It. I feel you. I feel you on that. Well, look. How about this? All the trolls who listen to the show, send all your hate or all your no, all your messiness to manual and scheme. And get the work from them. Leave me the fuck alone, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> hey, let's get it. Okay, send it to me. Hey, hey, get the work from them. Don't give it to me, bro. I'm cool. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. Leave my boy Denzel alone. Leave my boy Denzel we, we alone. My Bronx, DMs bro. are open. My DMs are open. <laughs> we from the garage. Joking and roasting. Is that's what. Yeah, that's where we from. That's what I yeah. want it all. I want that's it that's all, a, nigga. That's an Olympic sport. Cutting ass. You, do you guys sport. remember the show on MTV called Your Mama? Yeah, with um from that '70s show, and he would just have people mm-hmm. stand around and mm-hmm. roast each other. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That was the shit. I remember coming running home from school, turning on MTV to watch that shit. That's a fact. That's hey, a fact. I don't want I, no I, New York niggas on there. I was bro. tight. They, I was tight. You would have took home the belt. That was there. Yeah, that was one of the like. I was just one of the most creative shows. Like, yo, mm-hmm. this is what we do anyway. Let's just make a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, word. Yeah, we do word. this shit every day. Like, yo, mama, <laughs> that's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> All right. So, and the last question I got for you guys from the listeners is, this is called Desert Island. If you guys were stuck on a deserted island, what is one thing from these categories that you would want, right? One movie, one book, one person to be with you, 
one album and one skill. So if you were on a deserted island, what is one movie that you want, one book, one person to be with, one album, and one skill? Oh, shit. I thought it was just one out of the category. It's one each. One each. So for a skill, so we're going to go deep right now. So I know y'all be up late nights, 2, 3, 4 a.m. You probably fell asleep during the day, 8, 9, 10 p.m. And you wake up at this time. You probably got the YouTube on, you feel me? Now, you know when you wake up after these long, luxurious luxurious naps? Mm-hmm. And you see these Indian niggas on TV building shit <laughs> out of earth? Yeah. I want that stuff. Yeah, That's they take, the, they take the mud and shit and they make houses. And I don't know if they're Indian, so again, I don't want to get canceled. I'm sorry if they're not Indian. I'm just uncultured. <laughs> but they look Indian to me or, you know... Along those lines, not 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 Indian, but you know, uh, <laughs> like Thailand or some shit. I don't fucking know. Taiwanese, are, foreign. We just say foreign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So these foreign, foreign niggas, brothers. They are foreign brothers. Building shit out of uh fucking bamboo sticks mm-hmm. and fucking mud and different types of mixing leaves to get a certain color. And these niggas is making underground pools and mansions just mm-hmm. with the earth, bro. Mm-hmm. Nigga, if I could do that, I'm Gucci, bro. Like, I, I don't have to worry about survival. I know that skill. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right, now when it comes down to books, uh, I need a Harry Potter book, bro. I don't give a fuck how old I am. I will <laughs> always love Harry Potter. I got a Harry Potter tat right here. You can't see it. I'm black, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, I love Harry Potter, bro. So I'm going to need one of them Harry Potter books, preferably maybe The Order of Phoenix, since that is my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. When it comes to what else? What else was that? Uh, show one movie and uh, one person to be with and one album. Can I pick a show instead of a movie? Yeah. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody watched Lost, and granted that shit kind of got a got a got a, a little bit paranormal <laughs> towards the end of the show. <laughs> But uh, if anybody watched Lost, hey, bro, hey, that's some survival shit right there, bro. These niggas, granted, they were dead the whole time, but they, these niggas were surviving while dead. You feel me? So, you you know, I could pick up on some shit from Lost. You feel me? And then a person, fuck you, scheme. I got to bring my girl. That's my best friend. You feel me? Yeah, I was going to leave you too, nigga. I was going to mm-hmm. leave you too. <laughs> I can't, I can't if I, I have to be trapped you. on an island, yeah, I can't need fuck my you. best friend, and I'm gonna need you. some buns. So <laughs> yeah. I, need my, I need my girl on the island with me. That that math don't add up. <laughs> and the and the last wait the last then, one for you, and then the album. What's the album? The album. Shit. Misery business. For I me, mean, that's not an album though. You bitch. Well, the the, the project. He talking. He talking about Paramore. He talking about Paramore. That's what <laughs> uh, the project was riot. Ah, uh, I wouldn't riot. even say Paramore. Oh, I don't man. know. I just need some hip hop to be out. Shit, bro. An album? Come on, bro. You know how many albums there? You asking the hard Fuck. questions on here. What is the one album that you like? Yo, I'm spinning this. Every day, you know what? I'm bringing, I'm bringing Born Center by J. Cole on it. Okay, bitch, bro. See, I'm bumping, Joe, I'm, I'm bumping Born Center for the rest of my life. There you go. And all right, so now for you, scheme one album, one movie, one book, one person to be with, and one skill. 
album, uh, Wu Tang Clan Thirty Six Chambers, mm. um, book, Catching the Raw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have said Lost Boys or some shit. Fuck. <laughs> I, 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 I was gonna. Uh, I mean, runner, not not runner, Lost Boys like Lord runner of the up, Flies. A runner up was Lord of the Flies. Lord mm-hmm. of the Flies yeah. was a runner up. Um, movie. Um, I do want to substitute movie for show. Mm-hmm. And my show, um, respect. Ah, oh, damn, man. I love shows. I love shows more than movies. Um, show, show, show. Uh, I want to say Walking Dead, but that, that shit died out. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say Lost just because. I binge watched that shit forever. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one? Person, uh, you got, yeah, your person and your skill. Person is my girl, and then my skill is a is a is a two is a two because it rolls off the tongue. Um, hunter gatherer. Yeah. Easy. Okay, I feel you on that. Easy. So my movie is Pulp Fiction. That's my shit. I watched that. Ooh. I have that. I watched that movie over. <laughs> 300 times i swear that's a good one that's, that's my fa- one. i got the i got the poster on the wall like that's my shit that's my favorite movie ever one book the four agreements my mama gave me that book when i was like 21 or something like that and it was like yo i felt all the the words on the page that's my shit mm-hmm. <laughs> one person i got on the wall i don't know if you could see it right there in the corner rihanna Rihanna, mm. come fuck with me. Oh, Riri? Come fuck with I me, Riri. See. Or SZA. Would That's you? my girl, too. SZA. Me and SZA. SZA got the same birthday. Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox. Oh, Ari killing it, too. Lag, and I said one person. I didn't say it had to be, you know, somebody yeah, you know. So it's either I'm putting it in the atmosphere. Riri or SZA, come fuck with me. Um, <laughs> I might have to dub my girl for Haley Williams. Ben. Oh, hey, See, it's on wax though. You already said your girl, so don't don't go don't fuck your don't fuck your game up now. You gotta you gotta see. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me throw this in there. I definitely uh, seen Paramore live, and I got on stage with them. And my girl was it brought the tickets for me. That was my first Paramore concert. Paramore has been my favorite band since middle school. My girl mm-hmm. brought the tickets for me to see Paramore, and I got on stage. And, and I, you go I, and I you just gonna dub her for for Haley. And she got you the tickets. She got you on stage. You just gonna say fuck I me. Mean, I'm dubbing you. you feel me? Cause she'll dub me real quick for the weekend on Michael B. Jordan. So it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then my album is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, Kanye. I was how old was I when that like 17 when that came out? This bro, Kanye like, head over here. I respect that. I'm a, bro, I'm a you see, you see I got the fan. shit right there, right? I got all of them I'm, right there. I'm a huge Kanye fan. I respect that. And my crazy. skill, I'm a, t- a scheme, like a hunter gatherer. I want to be able to kill like wild animals and then be able to gather like materials and make things and shit like that so Mm -hmm. that's that's my shit that's my shit the last question i got for you guys is what was your favorite album that came out last year 2020 like everyone was like oh music is gonna die because no one could go nowhere no one go outside but mad shit came out so of all the shit you heard last year what was your favorite shit salute to uzi for holding it down during quarantine salute to uzi okay eternal not eternal would take isn't that what but that's Lil what Uzi? Right? No, 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 no. But Lil Uzi versus the world too. That ah, was the deluxe. That okay. was the deluxe, which is in, in a sense was a whole different project. Mm-hmm. Eternal Take was straight booty. Like, like I'm telling you, I could throw that album in the nearest jail, and they'll all be trying to stick their dicks in it. Like <laughs> that shit was booty. But 
If that's the case, I'm one of them niggas because I love that project. All right, so you want to try to stick your dick in that shit, bro? But it turned, uh, but Lil Uzi, ver- and, and I just say that because because of this, Lil Uzi was rapping, rapping on that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that from you, bro. I want to hear rap, rap. I go to Kendrick, I go to J Cole, I go to Joey Badass, I go to one of these lyricists. I want to hear you sing and do your melodies and all that goofy shit, nigga. I want to hear that, nigga. That's what I turn up to when I listen to you. I don't go to you for lyricism. That that, that that's not your vibe. I go to you for the whole melodies and shit, and that's what. Uh, love, uh, love two was it was all the melodies and shit. Cause when he dropped the initial eternal tape, niggas wasn't rapping with that shit, bro. Niggas was like, yo, what the fuck is this, nigga? Like the fuck he was besides the 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 one percenters, besides besides the yeah, niggas. In terms of most of the majority of people who was listening to hip hop and was listening to the album, didn't really rock with it. But when he dropped Lil Uzi Vert versus the World Two, boy. That made him sell. What 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 he sold for a lot for two weeks? A lot. Yeah. Uzi go crazy. Weeks, like, he was he was selling Drake numbers. Nigga. Uzi go and, crazy. And, and it was mm-hmm. off of the strength of the deluxe. It wasn't off of the strength of the original album because niggas wasn't feeling that. That's like the original album to people back then was like fucking Playboy Cardi's whole lot of rent. Like niggas wasn't rocking with that. You feel me? So it's like it was the deluxe that really boosted that shit. So hey, bro, I say. Lil Uzi Vert hold it down, held it down for the year. He, All right. he, he did us that solid in the beginning of quarantine. Okay. And the scheme, what was your number your favorite album of 2020 last year? Um, I'ma honestly say Uzi, the the original Eternal Take before it before it became the deluxe. Mm-hmm. Um, that project really made me a fan of Uzi. Cause I had to take I I personally had to take the time to soak it all in. And figure out why is this nigga the top commodity of the now? You feel me? And um, yeah, like I I, I didn't really like the the deluxe. Um, Manuel loves the deluxe, and mm-hmm. he just explained why he loved the deluxe. And um, for me, the the um the original Eternal Take that shit was just like, bro, from from low main the first five the first five six tracks alone. It just flowed beautifully, and as a, as an, as a, as an older person that takes that takes love into a body of work like mm-hmm. an album or a project, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm 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 the type of person that plays from from intro to outro. I don't bounce around. I, I don't right. do that. I, I like to listen to it completely. And that album, like I said, I haven't really replayed it in a minute. But for the time, that shit held me down for like a month and a half. And like I would have never seen myself listening to Uzi more than a week. Okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna go. Now, can we count? Can we count? Uh, oh, I, I didn't mean to cut you up, bro. Hmm? I just want to say, can we count albums from uh late 2019? No, 2020 no, only. Oh no, 2020 yeah. only. Because if we count, if we was counting albums albums from then, I'd say Roddy or I say Young Thug. Oh, Roddy Rich's album. Yeah. Or Young Thug, so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. Yeah, that made me. I wasn't really the biggest Young Thug fan. Like even from when everybody already gave him goaded status, I wasn't. I wasn't a fan. But so much fun, that really did it for me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go super hip hop on y'all. Super super hip hop. Backpack, boombox. Mm. I'm gonna show mm. you my phone. I don't know if you guys could see it. It's Kiss? reasonable drought. By Stove God Cooks. Okay. A lot um, of, I don't even know who the fuck he, that is. I don't even know. He's, 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 he's affiliated. He's not a member of them, but he's affiliated. 
He's from yep. Syracuse, New York, upstate. This shit just makes me feel like I was on the corner with him. Like, mm-hmm. I listened to this shit. I sold nothing in my life. The only thing I sold in my life was, like, candy. Okay? <laughs> I, listened, I felt like I was on the corner. These niggas was coming after me. These niggas was trying to raid my shit. These niggas was, like, trying to put me down for 25. Like, I love I never heard him. I never heard of him before. I just so happened to come across it randomly. I was like, reasonable drought. It was like, reasonable doubt. That's why I clicked it. And I listened to the shit. And I was like, yo, this is my shit for the whole Different. year. And I ain't no, I ain't never been no drug, nothing. This was, this was my favorite shit of the year. So shout out to my guy, Stove God. That's, damn, he, 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 I became a fan. Like if he come to New York, if I see him like at the garden or at Web Soho, I'm making sure I'm there because That's a this shit That's a slapped me out I of heard, nowhere. I heard good things from dude. I heard good things from dude, especially it's, that project. That project got a lot of praise last year. That shit slapped the shit out of me out of nowhere. Because I'm big on Griselda. I love the Griselda shit. I love that shit. But Mm -hmm. he, like, I never even heard of this man. And I just so happened to press it. And I was like, yo, I'm on the corner with him. Yeah. I'm with him. I think that's how how I felt when I I first heard of um, Raw Wave in in 2018. Yeah. This was like... My nigga, this was like six months, eight months before he blew up, blew up. And I was just going across his project and I just pressed play. Bruh, beautiful. Like, I'm like, yo, like, where, how, how have I now just seen this guy? You feel me? Like, where have you been? Straight up. So, bros, I'm so thankful that y'all was able to come on and kick it with me. I appreciate the shit that y'all doing. I appreciate the movement. I appreciate the messages. I appreciate your independent spirit. I appreciate your intelligence. I'm so thankful that I was able to collaborate with y'all and do a pod. Um, um, so I feel honored just to be in the presence of other Bronx legends like y'all. And you, man, it's, it's been such a, it's been so great just hanging out with y'all podding real quick. So thank you guys so much for coming on the show. I appreciate um, it. Thank you. What we're going to do, we're going to wrap it up. We, I want you guys to reiterate your names and all of the places that the people can find you if they want to see what y'all about. Uh, copy is at Real J Manual, R-E-A-L-J-M-A-N-U-E-L on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, whatever whatever, whatever platform you use to get your rocks off when it comes to music, nigga, I'm on that shit. And then be everywhere. Uh, I'm like, yeah, you do, you, you, yeah, you do the rest uh, of the plugs. Uh, uh, teamwavy.com. Teamwavy.com. T-A-M-W-A-V-E-E-Y. Three E's. If it don't got the three E's, it is not wavy. Is Remember not that. Wavy. Teamwavy.com. All the videos is up there. Music. Everything, everything, everything. The podcast is up there. Audio and visual on whatever floats your boat. Um, we have... Uh, we have work coming out. I we have so much work coming out, man. Tune in, tune in, tune in. We got a video coming soon. Video dropping. We got more work coming soon. Uh, shout out, a uh, quick little shout out. Shout out, Smooth. Shout out, Fetty. Shout out, Club Rolling. Shout out, Shane with Pay Stubs merch. Shout out, the Wave Cave with the Wave Cave merch. Shout out, all my kings and queens grinding and doing what the fuck they got to do to create their own kingdom. I love you and I thank you very much for tuning in. Whether you're tuning in now or later, thank you, Mr. Denzel, for 
even having us on your platform. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Shout out to the Bronx Bias Podcast. The only biased place where you can hear Bronx niggas talk real Bronx shit. Real niggas shit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Big facts. Big, big facts. And it is tradition around here on the Bronx Bias Podcast to let the guests choose the song that we end our podcast with. We got an artist in the building. So, Manuel, what is the song that we closing out our show today with? We're going to close this bitch out with Collateral Damage. It ain't my newest song, but it's the song we're going to drop the video to next. So, we're going to tune into that shit. All right. Thank you guys once again. The Bronx is in the motherfucking building. Keep doing what y'all doing because we are doing good shit for the borough. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Round of applause for my guys. Manual and scheme of Team Wavy Records. Round of applause. And last on the docket, we have to end with some unfortunate news, um, some tragic news. Um, it has been official, officially reported, I should say, that uh, as of Friday, April the 9th, 2021, legendary hip-hop artist DMX has passed away. Um, it's, it's very sad, heartbreaking news just because of the kind of person he was, the icon that he is, the legend that he became. And the, 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 just the type of man that he was, the type of person he was in the life that he had. So it's so tragic. It's so terrible. Um, 50 years old, you know, is people, a lot of people joke and say it's old, but it's really not old. Like that's not an old age, you know, by any stretch. Um, so I'm just going to read you guys a small, a small article, small tidbit from a, an Associated Press article. The headline is. Rapper, actor, DMX, known for iconic hip-hop songs, Dead at 50. DMX, the raspy voice hip-hop artist who produced the songs Rough Riders Anthem and Party Up, Up in Here, and who rapped with a trademark delivery that was often paired with growls, barks, and a what, as an ad-lib, has died, according to a statement Friday from his family. He was 50 years old. The Grammy-nominated performer died after suffering a, quote, catastrophic cardiac arrest, according to a statement from the hospital in White Plains, New York, where he died. He was rushed there from his home on April the 2nd. His family said, his family statement said DMX, whose birth name was Earl Simmons, died with relatives by his side after several days on life support. They say, quote, Earl was a warrior who fought to the very end. He loved his family with all his heart, and we cherished the times that we spent with him, the family said, adding that his music inspired countless fans across the world, and his iconic legacy will live on forever. Man, man, rest in peace. That's that's really all I can say. It's like, it's kind of crazy just to think, you know, these people that you grew up with listening to and becoming fans of, it just tragically pass away like this i remember on a pod episode i told the story of when i was working at target and dmx came in there and i was so i couldn't believe it like it, it was so i was so flustered i couldn't even talk to him and he was talking to me like as i was at work like you know and you know it's just it's just really sad, man. It's really heartbreaking. So prayers, love, and condolences to his family, to his friends, to his loved ones. Man, we lost a great person, an icon, a legend in every sense of the word, a man who did it his way. And, um, man, it's it's just so, 
so sudden and so heartbreaking. So again, prayers and love and condolences to everyone who loved him, to his family, to his loved ones, to his children. Um, and I just want to give a, a brief moment of silence for the life and legacy of the of the man, DMX. Rest in peace, rest in power. And um, it was a truly, it's truly been a blessing. Um, it's truly been a blessing to have experienced your music in the way that I have in, in the short time that that I did. So um, I want to have a moment of silence briefly for the life and legacy of DMX. Thank you. And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 56 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I'm your host once again. My name is Denzel. Special shout out and thank you to Manual and Scheme of Team Wavy Records for coming on the show and kicking it with me for a little while. I appreciate their perspectives and all the great things that they had to offer on this today's show. Shout out to the Bronx doing big things. Um, again, rest in peace to the legend, the icon, DMX. You are gone, but certainly not forgotten. Prayers and love to all your family, friends, and loved ones. Um, don't forget to check out the merch. It's available for purchase. I got a few little things on there. If you fuck with the show, you support me. Don't 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 uh, don't be shy. You know you could buy multiple things from the site. The site is live. Again, it's called Bronx Bias Pod dot myshopify.com and the link will be in the episode description have a great week a great weekend i will talk to you guys next week and we're gonna fade you out with a great 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 song from my guy the manual it is called collateral damage and this has been the bronx bias podcast episode number 56 we are out Listening, I got ice out the weather. Shorty in love with her new man, but say I do it better. Shorty, she saying she miss me, but I don't even sweat her. I caught her up, now he's missing. Put some holes in the sweater. Make him dance. I swear these choppers gon' make him dance. Tried to run, but ain't get a chance. I shot that nigga when he shot a glance. Who are you looking at, nigga? I'm not the more for them figures. Look, 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 I don't play with no disrespect, little nigga, so put some respect on my name. Most of these niggas ain't at my skill level, nigga, so you know who running the game. They want the clout like they good when they ain't, so how you gon' keep up the fame? I just sit back and laugh at a lot of this shit, cause y'all really bad as a shame. All of my diamonds, they glistening, better duck when I'm coming. I caught a op, now he's missing, now he ain't saying nothing. Nobody told him to diss me, this 40 them fucking. Hit his flash, heard it hissing Take his body and dump it Make him dance I swear these choppers gon' make him dance He tried to run but ain't get a chance I shot that nigga when he shot a glance Who are you looking at, nigga? Who are you looking at, nigga? I'll knock him off for them figures I'll knock him off for them figures All of my diamonds, they glistening I got ice out the weather Shorty in love with her new man But say I do it better Shorty, she saying she miss me But I don't even sweat her I'm not gonna for them figures.